My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a super exciting guest who I'm about to introduce to you guys. She has a lot on the go and she's doing amazing things. So I'm so pumped to have her on today. The guest I'm bringing on, Julie DeLuca Collins. Um, she, you know, she's a speaker, best-selling author. She's the CEO of Go Confidently Services LLC. She's also the host of the Casa de Confidence podcast, where they highlight individuals who are confident dreamers. So Julie, what a pleasure to have you here today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to make it on my show. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be able to chat. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, super excited for a conversation. We're going to have some great takeaways um, and, you know, great conversation within what's working, what, you know, what challenges on your journey that you've crossed, that kind of thing. So, uh pumped for it. And, you know, before we really jump in, do you mind going kind of backing up a bit to where, you know, your background, where did you start and how did you get to where you are? Cause I think you're kicking butt out there. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just want to share it with the people listening. Yeah. So thank you so much. You know, my, my career really started as an educator. I, I came from a family of educators and eventually I was actually, um, invited, I, I decided to leave education for as much as I loved it. I knew that I wanted more for my life. And this is going back in my early twenties and in the late nineties, I ended up, um, being hired as a contractor for Columbia university. And I did some grant writing, which was pivotal to my story because it helps me um, it, it helped me along the way to be able to have that skill as a grant writer. Um, Eventually, I was hired by an educational company out of New York, and this educational company did a lot of different work um, within just having company center stores. So I learned the very basics of selling. I learned the very basics of operation. I learned the very basics of managing staff. I became, I came into one of their company stores, and I became one of the most successful um, center directors um, wow. within the year. I was the top earning uh, and top perform, one of the top performing centers. So I initially was uh, given a promotion to their training department. And then from there, I was uh, at the right time, at the right place at the right time. The company was expanding into a new business adventure in the VP of business development at the time. And I, I started to help him because I had some great relationships locally with school districts and with individuals in uh, administrators, basically. And that's a little bit of the relationship building is something that is very key when you're trying to enter into a new arena and do business development. This company also really believed in making sure that they grew people from the inside which is a great philosophy. I think that as companies grow, being able to create a culture in which you're really mentoring and, and teaching 
individuals that believe in the organization and really are committed to the to the mission and vision of the organization is really key as i grew through the company uh, through the company i continued to work under the direction of the the under the vp of business development and eventually the new area of business that we were working on became its own business line aside and then at this point i've moved through several different promotions i probably had four promotions in a period of five years and at that wow. point i became the head of the business line i became the person that oversaw the expansion for the company and was able to not only work with our marketing team our it team work with the the resource department the operational team to really be able to grow this and create a whole new standing business line a multi-million dollar business line for the company at this point i was the representative of the organization to capitol hill in which i would go and i would work with capitol hill staff to help implement changes in the educational landscape so it was a great opportunity that's how i started to become a, a speaker at conferences and featured in different areas of expertise and really showcasing what i knew and and, and having that um authority I really love the organization that I was working with, but for personal reasons, even though I enjoy the work and I really felt that I was mentored and coached. And, and it's important to note that at this point, I, re I reported to both the founders of the organization. I reported to uh, the COO and I reported to the CEO. So I have a very good, well-versed background when it comes to operations and when it comes to development and developing new business lines and, and, and growing them successfully. Um, I was hired by a friend. She offered me a position. She was just based out of New York. She was not so much a competitor because she was more in the space of providing support to school districts and teacher training and teacher staff development. But she definitely wanted to grow not only what she was already doing, but she was already in her own right very successful in doing multi-million dollar business lines. But she wanted to be able to grow out of New York City nationally. And I had taken that original business line for the company that I was with from maybe 12 contracts nationally to by the time I left, we were working with over 157 school districts nationwide in 40 states. So this is a little bit of what um, the second company wanted to do and that's how i then uh, took the position took the leap and went and i never looked back by the time i left that organization and i did separate from the organization during covid because of a lot of different things that came up um predominantly the founder of that company that recruited me to come to them um, she passed away she, and, and sadly the organization had shifted and although I was very committed and, and I felt very uh, much um, excited to continue to grow her legacy, I, I also knew that it was probably the right time to leave. I already had a thought of perhaps in the future leaving. I had been brought on by the State Department of Education here in Connecticut and to become part of the governor's council advising him on women and girls and i had been doing a lot of work in local colleges and universities to help in leader leadership programs and mentor young women and one of the things that i saw as a senior executive and again the company that i was working with i grew 
to become the chief innovation officer. I grew up the ladder from executive director to VP, from VP to being part of the C-suite. One of the things that I found is that the higher that you get up in the C-suite or in any type of corporate career ladder, not a lot of women are taking the leap. Not a lot of women are continuing to show up in that area of expertise. And I felt that it was really something that I was fortunate enough to have the level of confidence, the right mentors, the right support system to be able to grow. And I wanted to be able to pay it back and be able to support other uh, women in reaching their dreams, growing, whether it be in the corporate landscape or if they wanted to start and grow their own businesses. So I had intended to leave the organization and I had a five-year plan for doing so responsibly. But of course, when COVID hit, everything moved up. The timeline changed. I was offered a separation package. The organization was hit very hard through COVID. And I knew it was the right thing to do to take the separation package. And I knew that I wanted to go out on my own. And that's how Go Confidently Services was born. Incredible. Well, your journey and the things that you have done is just mind-blowing incredible so congratulations on everything I think what you're doing is amazing and you know tell us a little bit about where go confidently services is at right now sure what's your main focus what's your desire and what what are you up to right now with that well that that's a lot of really great questions so thank you so much <laughs> I'm sorry I added too many questions into one <laughs> no you're you're good I can definitely answer that um for me one of the first things that i was very clear on is that i wanted to really create a very basic basic but really profound vision for go confidently services i wanted to make sure that not only did i have this vision but really started to communicate my mission to others the other thing practically um, a very practical goal that i had is that in the first year i wanted to go ahead and in um surpass my corporate salary. I wanted to create that type of, uh, of ability to do that. And that was one of my first goals. My second goal was to be able to create something sustainable that I can definitely grow. My brain is very much wired for business development and being able to also um, think of new opportunities and figure out how I can leverage relationships and create new opportunities. So although I started with a consultancy and Go Confidently Services does consulting and also coaching, there's two different arms. I still work as a fractional COO for some large organizations. I also predominantly my my passion is working with clients to help them grow their business. Many women are starting their businesses and they don't know how or where or what to do first, second, or third. And really, there's no real um, individual out there that is giving you a really good road map. Because for me, for the first year of my business, I had great acumens, I had great experience, and even some great business sense. But when you're moving from a Fortune 500 to then your own solopreneurship endeavor, it's very different. So I wanted to create a framework and a roadmap for individuals to be able to successfully build and grow a business. I started by noticing that there's three different distinct areas of business. One is the business building or just starting out when you don't know what to do first, second or third. 
Next is your business operations. When you're in that area of business in which maybe you're bringing income, but it's not consistent, successful income. So my goal is to help individuals that are make, not making consistent income from month to month be able to do so. And last but not least, for companies that are building and bringing in their consistent income, the next step is to help and support them in the process of going into um, scaling and scaling, whether it be preparing to bring in investors or being able to scale to a point in which they are then um, getting ready to sell retire um, or branch out. So whatever they're, they're trying to do. But really my passion is for that entrepreneur that is really struggling. Maybe they don't know how to build a website. They don't know what to offer. They don't know how to manage their time. All of those things are things that are built individually into the program. I help them either in a group coaching or I help them in one-to-one -one services. I also am a speaker and published my first book back in 2021 which was an honor to do so but my main uh, my main goal is to really be able to provide as much support whether it be free support through some of my courses or through some of my speaking or the book or my podcast and really be able to provide individuals with the skills and leverage the tools that they need in order to be the confident ceo of their life and business Incredible. This is compelling. I love what you're doing, you know, helping the ones that are really struggling and, and, you know, their business building operation, uh, and then the support of scaling and, and making that consistent income. That's incredible. So tell me about when you started your podcast and the intentions behind that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I get this question a lot and it's very simple. I always, I, I've been listening to podcasts for as long as I, I guess there have been podcasts. I remember 2003, 2004, listening to some of the first few shows that were available then. Um, eventually, I, I knew that I wanted to start my own show, but I never really had um, an idea. I mean, there were so many things that I could talk about, honestly, that I'm passionate about, but I never really sat down and started to create a pen to paper and, oh, what does this need to be? And who is my client? Who do I need to reach as an audience member? Um, when I was laid off, it was March of 2020, and I took that separation package from the company, and surely I thought this lockdown that we were in was only going to happen for a couple weeks. Really, I think a lot of us were thinking that. Um, at the time, I was actually going to have a very big birthday, and I had been planning a blowout birthday party um and i was excited for my birthday party i was excited for what was to come and sadly for me that was not going to happen because april was going to be also a lockdown month my husband actually saw that he was very forward thinking he knew oh boy my wife is not only laid off but she is not going to have that birthday party she's planning so as a birthday gift he got the podcasting equipment because he knew he needed to entertain me and he said Aww. you're starting a podcast and we're gonna i'm gonna help you do it i'll do the tech my husband did tech in in college so a, a sound in college so he and he works in in aerospace he's a tech person so that the the editing the audio all of that comes very easily to him 
And I said, oh, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. And then the more that I thought about it, the more that it was never designed, the podcast was never designed to be something that drove clients to me. I believe that podcasting can be something that definitely people use and to leverage to get clients. But ultimately the goal, for me, the goal of the podcast is to bring inspiring stories to individuals. I know really cool women. I know some incredible individuals that have awesome stories about what they do, about what they're passionate about. And I also, I wanted to be able to bring the stories of people who I know that I think, Brittany, you should know that isn't this yes. cool? Look at what she was able to do. You know, so for instance, I have a friend who was diagnosed with a very rare disease and she is losing her eyesight. And now that she's losing her eyesight and she's going blind and she has uh, four kids under 10 and she's managing being a mom and she is dealing with her own health issues having to get an infusion every two weeks being hospitalized she has in her own right become a very sought after successful artist hosting gallery openings and painting some beautiful works of art i think that that's the story that maybe you won't get to hear but i'm hoping that by me hosting these types of conversations you not only get to hear the exciting things that others are doing but you also get to see that despite challenges that life throws at you you can go confidently in the direction of your dreams which is the name the quote that my business and my my company is is named after go confidently services after the henry david thoreau so that's what the podcast does we have women and some cool dudes from all walks of life i want to normalize that the wins that we see you know everybody tries to tell you oh i have such a great life as an entrepreneur i you know i'm making six figures i'm doing this look at all the great things that i can be sit on you know a beach or i can travel all over the world but no one is telling you what happens when your bank account is at zero and you have bills to pay and you have no prospects for a new client? Nobody talks the about real that. Story. So, the real story. So I want to normalize that even if you're doing well, there might be failures along the way. And on Instagram and in all social media, we're all hearing the greatness that somebody else is doing. But nobody is talking about the, the reality that it is entrepreneurship it is thinking outside the box it is being uncomfortable it is and even if you're not entrepreneurs because not everybody on the show is an entrepreneur but there are things that we we second guess ourselves we failed we learn lessons and sometimes we have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning because we're struggling with depression and anxiety so that's a little bit of what um i want to bring these stories i want people to think of hey we're having a drink we're, we're just talking about life and we're learning the lessons and creating new stories for ourselves of triumph and hopefully someone can be inspired to think they're not alone people are are able to see themselves in the stories of somebody else. And that's really what the podcast is about. I love that. And you're so right. Like, you know, we see everything online and it's like, wow, they're so successful. I want to be just like them. How did they do it? Like, we don't see the in-between the challenges along the way to get to that next level. And right. how many times we have to go through these challenges. And, you know, I think the ones that are successful are the ones who are able to like, keep going to the next level, no matter what the challenge and 
how many times they fail, they get up and they keep going, right? Um, what would you say some of the biggest challenges for you as an entrepreneur has been since, you know, going yeah. from where you went to where you are today? Yeah. Or I even maybe that, the challenge that you have now. Yeah. So I think I think the biggest um, challenge I have as an entrepreneur, and this is something that I think a lot of people are not talking about, but certainly I want to be an open book because I want to I want others to realize and normalize this as well. For me as an entrepreneur, I do have a lot of the skills I talked about, you know, and I don't talk about where I came from and what I was able to accomplish before to say how great I am. But I want to be able to show others the reality of how I am still at a point in which not everything is perfect right and for me one of the biggest challenges has definitely been my mental health um you know i've been to therapy in throughout my life i've done a lot of different things i work with coaches i um i i have a coach now that i am working with i have someone that is a super uber successful seven finger coach. He's also helped me in the publishing of my book. He's helped in creating some of the authority that I am doing. I have another group that I am a part of. I have mastermind. So I have all of the tools, right? But when it comes right down to it, we have to be accountable for ourselves. I'm dealing with some of the, I never thought of myself as someone who had trauma in her life, but the reality is that trauma is something that all of us have at one level or another. Trauma with yeah. a big T, trauma with a little T, going through getting laid off going through being in a pandemic those are things that do, do affect your mental health i am a certified cognitive behavioral techniques coach i'm a certified mindfulness coach so i know some of the um, mental fitness that you have to really leverage but i think that for many entrepreneurs and for me this has been something that has been not debilitating because it's not debilitating you're fine Sorry, my husband got home. Um, no problem. So the, you know, it, it, it is some of the challenges that I think I have encountered is really being able to manage my mind, being able to remind myself, hey, listen, it's okay. I'm working with a professional to help me unpack some of the past trauma that affects me to this day, affects some of the um, in positive intelligence, we call these the saboteurs that we all have. All of us have a judge. All of us have these voices that tell us we're not good enough, we're not doing it right, we'll never do it, whatever it is. All our judges, our judge speaks to us in so many different ways. I also have saboteurs that I am a high achiever. So my my biggest saboteur is the high achiever that says, oh my gosh, you better achieve that and do it perfectly. And a lot of times that ends up uh, creating a sabotaging behavior. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to get it done. It's not gonna be perfect, so I'm not gonna do it. And you procrastinate or you procrastinate work, right? I call it procrastinate yeah. work. Um, th those are some of the things that are sabotaging me. But the one thing that has helped me as well is having really good habits and being a person that when your mind is going off and trying to sabotage you, I revert to the tiny habits. I revert to the little tiny um, micro steps that I'm familiar with that automate some of the behaviors that move me forward in my business. And this is where a lot of entrepreneurs rely on motivation to get going, rely on 
you know, oh, if I only buy that class, if I only do this, yes, you can leverage a lot of great tools, a lot of great information, a lot of great coaches. I have a coach, I have multiple coaches, right? But it really, at the end of the day, is about you doing the work internally and making sure that you are doing the, the right things that move your business forward. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, that's a topic that I wanted to get into more and more on my podcast as well. Just, you know, it starts with you. It does. It really mm -hmm. does. And, and managing that and taking care of that as a priority before anything else is huge, right? Yeah. Or as Absolutely. much as you can anyway. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that people don't realize, uh, Brittany, is that, um, at the end of the day, you can have all of the coaches, you can purchase all of the programs, mm -hmm. but if you are going to have it sitting here and you're not using it, or you're not implementing what someone is teaching you, no one can make you implement. You no. have to do it. You have to decide, hey, I'm gonna write the email. Hey, I'm going to whatever it is, right? So th those are the things that are very key and important. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. So, you know, based on where you are today, Julia, um, or Julie, sorry, Julie, yeah. uh, where, what is your next focus for this next year? And um, yeah, your next focus and desire for the podcast and the business? Yeah. So, you know, one of the side effects, and I don't know if it's it side effect is the right word, or one of the results <laughs> has come out of, um, the podcast is, I have a great network of incredible individuals who I'm connected to. Um, one of the individuals that I've connected with, she actually is the head of a radio network. And one of the things that she offered me is the opportunity to have my own um, radio show. <gasps> I Exciting. Um, yeah, it is very exciting. I was able to be lucky enough when I was going through the publishing process of my book. My publisher, works with a PR firm and the PR firm really helped to place me in morning shows around the country. And I was also able to be featured in a radio show out of New York. And I really was able to build a lot of clients and get people to recognize and, and, and find me that way. So when the opportunity came to collaborate with this promoter and, and radio show um, person, I went ahead and I took the leap and I, I am now producing Casa de Confidence Productions, right? The name of the podcast is Casa de Confidence, but now we have Casa de Confidence Productions. Um, and we are hosting a radio show. It's a global radio show on the Women 360 Talk Radio. And I also have some individuals who are part of my network or, or the Confident You Show that are amazing individuals who are in their own right very successful doing some great work and we're building this community so this is a little bit of what i'm working on also i'm collaborating in a new book one of the women who i've met through the radio she was a guest on my show she is a young a young woman she wrote the book i'll show you it's called the mindful dating journal Okay. And she wanted me to collaborate with her on the Mindful uh, Marriage Journal. So we have been working on this book together. And that's something that we will release within the next month or, <coughs> excuse me, within the next year. Wow. You have so many exciting things coming up. Wow. That's very exciting. Like global radio show, new book, like 
Yeah. And of course I still, I, I still work with my clients. I am mm -hmm. confident you, um, coaching has clients that either one-to-one and currently I'm not accepting any new one-to-one -one clients, but I do have my group coaching that is available for individuals. And we currently have a cohort that is going on now, but we will have additional individual uh, cohorts opening up in January. And so that's the, the, the next step in, in, in that. And I'm excited for that as well. I'm excited for you. Oh, this is exciting. Oh my gosh. And 2023 is going to be amazing. And 2022 is clearly going really well as, as well. Wrapping up the year, wrapping up the year, yeah. you know, I'm hosting my, uh, my third annual CEO retreat in which individuals who are looking to uh, build and grow a business and really need to create the strategies that they can implement not only for the year, but really break it down into manageable chunks. They can come to the CEO retreat and plan it out. And I will help them with the planning of the strategy and the implementation. Incredible. So where is the retreat? Is it online virtually or is it, it is somewhere? A virtual, so it is a virtual retreat in November. Yeah. In January, we are going to be hosting it live in Tampa, Florida. Oh. I don't have all of the details for the Tampa location yet, but definitely if you go to my website, goconfidentlycoaching.com, you can find the details there. So exciting. Oh my gosh. Well, Julie, I just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing all your value with my, my listeners. This is amazing. And I think mm -hmm. it is so important to really, you know, like you said, take care of you first. And, um, if you thank have you. the resources, use them, right? Um, Absolutely. So well, this is so great that you, you give an opportunity to other entrepreneurs to share a little bit about their journey. It sounds like you, you guys are making a great impact in the lives of others, but also in the community at large by having this type of content that people can tune into. Absolutely. Julie, thanks so much. And if anyone's looking to you know, connect with you and whether I know you're not taking one-on-one -on -one coaching, but say it's for group coaching or any of the retreats, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Yeah, the best way, you know, I'm Julie DeLuca Collins, DeLuca with two C's on all of the platforms. You can find me on my website, goconfidentlycoaching.com. And again, on the website, you might be able to see the information on all the different coaching programs that are available or anything that is coming up as far as special events, masterclasses. I host a lot of free masterclasses. So make sure that you follow me on the socials so that you can find that. Perfect. Thanks so much, Julie. I appreciate you taking the time of Thank your day. It's a pleasure so having you. No, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Of course. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Julie did today to share your story and some valuable insights, please go to top100.com or sorry, top100interview.com. And we'd love to have you on as well. Ciao for now, everyone. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.